All right, well, my name is Kyle Culver, and I'm the Director of Emerging Technologies at Humana, and then also the co-founder of the Synaptic Health Alliance. And so the conversation today is really talking about, you know, what we can do with blockchain using this, this big umbrella term here, right, um, to, to help us elevate health services. And not going to spend a ton of time on this, but I think one uh, thing that comes out when we're starting to talk about these decentralized technologies is really thinking about the community aspect, right? We talk a lot about the technology. We talk about some of the privacy and security things or some of the things that we get with transparency. Um, but really thinking about what is that community of users because now we have this network. And so that is a different viewpoint than looking at a customer. Um, and then also looking at, you know, how we operate decentralized governance as an aspect. I know we've talked about these things, but these were uh, things that I was very excited about when we founded Synaptic, um, and not just the technology side, but, you know, how we could use these other aspects. But I know we've talked about that a little bit already in this uh, conference, and so I'm not going to try to run everybody through it. But I do think the, both the why and this next slide of talking about concerns are something that potentially groups like this can collaborate more on, um, because as you're talking to people about what it is and what it is not, um, I think there's a lot of repeated conversations that are occurring. And so I think there's a lot of value in having materials that we can share um, and point out and say, hey, this is, you know, kind of things that we all agree on. And then there's some different schools of thought on these different things, you know, um, and kind of pointing to different literature there. Um, and so I think that's just a big opportunity for us to collaborate. I think it's important to talk about um, these things with an example. And I'm excited to talk about Synaptic and the example we have with, with the product um, and what our use case is and what we started with is really looking at provider, provider directory management. So if you're not familiar with this, it's a public data set, Dr. Smith on Market Street. You know, like that's what we're managing as Humana as an insurer and other, you know, insurance companies as well as on the provider side. And there's been regulatory change, you know, in putting forward how you have to make that data public, um, not just on the payer side, you know, with insurance companies, but also for the providers to make that available. And we spend a lot of money, over $2 billion, managing this data, and it's all public. And so the intent here was to look and say, how can we crowdsource it, and how can we get after that 75% of duplication that's occurring? We don't view it as a competitive advantage. Um, it's just a cost of doing business. And so the cheaper we can make that, the more we can devote resources somewhere else. However, a lot of your tools and services are built on the fact that that is quality data. Right, And so if you can't connect somebody to the provider, then that other capability you are going to offer on top of that doesn't really mean much. So it is kind of a foundation, not just to other experiences, but also when you're looking at enrollment um, and looking at some of those things. If you need to be able to say, hey, this person's going to be in this plan, this person's covered, right? Um, that's a very big decision maker for people um, about what type of product that they want within the insurance market. And, and specifically what we're talking about with provider directory, again, is those elements there on the bottom. So that's what we need to manage um, for that directory. Those, uh, the address and the phone number are the ones that are very difficult for us to manage. Um, there's about, uh, in 90 days, half the records have some sort of update. So you'd think this is pretty static, but actually there's a lot of change. Um, you look at Humana, you know, when we're looking at like well over 3 million records. Um, and so there's a lot of data here and a lot of change. It's not because we don't know or we don't have enough data. We, we can't really separate the signal from the noise. 
Um, we don't know what within this big data set is wrong. And there's not a big incentive for the provider to tell us, right? If someone retired, if someone left the company, right? Those are things that are a little more difficult to extract. And so, again, the Synaptic Health Alliance pulled together, you know, with a bigger overarching goal of saying, we think that these decentralized technologies can help us solve hard problems. And we think that provider directory is a great place to start because it's public data. And we think that we can, you know, make some progress on that. It's a sticky point for all of us. Um, but the intent was really to learn about, again, some of those other things of the incentive model of the, um, you know, decentralized governance of the things that we're going to have to learn to get any use case going. And so with that, we kind of went on this journey um, of starting in 2018 and founding it and working with everybody on the processes. Um, the, you know, this is a hard problem for a reason, and adding blockchain to it doesn't solve that problem. And so we had to, you know, go through all these different use cases of when you call and they say this, what does that mean to you? How are you doing outreach? How are you collecting data? And through those activities, we were able, you know, to kind of get through these POC findings that are listed there and be able to trust each other's data because we can't really use it, right, if we can't apply it and change it. Um, and so the intent was really to have shared processes and then prove that we could trust the data from the others and then also learn what does it take for us to operate this, how do we connect it to our systems that we have internally um, so that when we are making outreach calls and saying, you know, we learned this from this outreach or somebody updated this on the portal, that now that data is piped over and shared. And, you know, the bigger thing, too, when we were looking at this is not just that we didn't have a mechanism, but we also didn't have a reward system in place, right? And so if we say, hey, us and some competitors are going to get together and we're going to share data, that sounds great, but the altruism kind of breaks down over time. Um, and so what's the, uh, you know, behind that to say, hey, if you give us good data, we'll offset that cost of your outreach. Um, and so the people who are actually providing value to the network are getting a reward, and the people that are consuming value from the network, uh, again, are running that cost for that consumption. And so the intent there really is that you can play on either side however you want. If you want to provide great data, you know, and you don't really care to consume, then that's fine. Um, and if you're just wanting to consume data, then that's great too. A lot of the members we have play on both sides just because that's the operations that they already have. And so then they're just connecting that up and running that um, another key piece to, to think about when we're talking about incentives is the treasury for Synaptic and, and what we're looking at there is really to be neutral. The intent there isn't that Synaptic generates revenue because Synaptic's not a company. So Synaptic is really just, a, a, again, a decentralized alliance of these companies saying, hey, we're going to work together, we're going to work on these common problems, we have a definitive agreement in place about how we're going to interact with each other, but the intent here really isn't for this to be some big revenue generator, it's to break even. And so the interesting part is when we're getting into this incentive model saying, hey, well, what should that cost? You know, we're able to really drive it to where it's sustainable, and we're not having somebody knock on our door and say, okay, well, that has to go up right, because you need to show growth, or you need to show this level of return, right, it should be to where that's flat, and it's just a different way of operating that's really neat as a patient to say, hey, we have these systemic problems in healthcare, how do we collaborate on those, and how do we make that to where that's more of utility for us, and, and so again, these are the, the activities of being able to subscribe, be able to challenge or say something's wrong, you know, uh, being able to validate and confirm that something's right, and then we have flag um, which isn't incentivized, right? So there's no penalty if you're wrong or no reward if you're right, but you're saying, hey, I think something's 
wrong here. And so those were things that are implemented. They're in smart contracts on the blockchain. And so when as activities are made, right, those are things that are now done and, and tracked so that there's a balance um, that's out there. And so with that, you know, what we were able to see, and I think the, the neat part and the, the thing to share is around the accomplishments. And so the 90% um, data quality threshold was the big one. That's what we started out with saying. So when we look at our phone call outreach, if I'm calling Dr. Smith and trying to get their information, we view that around 90% quality. So for us to be able to consume data from another company and be able to get 90% or exceed 90% is what we need to be able to not make that phone call, right? Um, and so we were able to get to that threshold. The other pieces we're seeing that, that we can avoid a lot of that outreach because someone else has already made it sooner. So a lot of the way these operations work, right, you have this big queue of calls and you say, okay, well, we're going to work through these thousand calls. Well, now if we bump that up against synaptics data and say, oh, well, these people have already been called recently or within the past 30, 60, 90 days, let's not make that call. And then go double check that. We're still seeing that that quality is there, right? We can trust that data. And now we don't have to make that outreach. There's a lot of other outreach we need to do, right? So it doesn't eliminate that need, but allows us to be much more efficient. We believe that we can drive up that number. And so we're seeing this also as being more of a cash flow neutral activity. Um, and so when we're looking at the organizations who are sharing data um, and then also consuming data, they're approaching of, hey, I don't want this to be a cost to my operations center. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to share data and I'm going to use the money we made off the data we shared to then go spend and consume data. So no one's saying, hey, I want all the data, right? But they're saying very strategically, this is somebody that either doesn't answer the phone when Humana calls them, right? Or, or this is somebody who we've had trouble getting with. Does somebody else have information? And using that to drive what they subscribe to. And so in the, you know, kind of following back on the why I found this interesting at the beginning is we were able to show a lot of these other things. We were able to show an incentive model that really motivated uh, people to participate in the ways that the community needed them to. We were able to show decentralized governance um, and that transparency of transactions. So if you um, are participating and you share that data, everybody knows that you've made an update and then they can make an informed choice if that's something they want to apply or purchase. Um, but that's visible to everybody and we're trying to get to you know, that, that um, very public nature, right, of open source and being able to share that data. And so uh, very um, aligned with what you want to see as a patient and organi organizations collaborating together. When we talk about next, and so we've, been, again, been on this journey for a while, Synaptics now in five states and expanding out, really looking at what are those other use cases. And so, uh, again, I showed the data set of provider directory, and there's really only, you know, that small number of elements. There's a lot of other provider data. And, and so with that, trying to look and say, okay, what are other elements? You know, are there things like where should we send medical records, right? Like things like that that are good for other operations that are uh, – you know, valuable, and we can now attach to um, the, the other directory data that we have. And then also looking at credentialing, um, I think there's interesting things when we look at API registry. So now with all the regulatory changes, there's a ton of APIs that are everywhere, but there's not really a registry or protocol to go access those. And so there's a ton of direct connections being built. People are saying, okay, well, ask us, and then we'll go get that data for you. Whereas if we're familiar with some of the internet technologies, you know, SMTP doesn't care who you're trying to send that email to, right? There's a protocol in place and it allows you to make the request and it routes it where it needs to go. We need similar decentralized protocols to enable some of these healthcare transactions, whether it be going to get data, 
via Fire API registry or decentralized claims. Um, there's so much waste that's in the system. I'm really excited that we've been able to make progress with some really large players on a use case. And now we can use that foundation for other more complicated use cases that potentially have more value. So with that, I'll pause, see if there's any questions. All right, I'll actually, I'll wrap up. That was the end. Sorry, not a pause. All right, thank you.